Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. At one point recently, I was having a day that was sort of a depths of despair kind of day. Perhaps you have this sometimes too. And I got to the end of the day almost and I thought, I will just read to my boys. And I looked over the pile of books and I thought, I haven't read Charlotte's Web in a while. So I can read this one yet again to my boys. And for the next couple of hours that evening and for a couple of hours the next day, we made our way through. And there's something so comforting about the simplicity of the story and the gorgeousness of the writing and the the beautiful, charming illustrations and the contrast between Templeton the Rat, who's just out for his own good and then Charlotte, who's so caring. But what also stood out to me in this case was I loved that Charlotte was not a perfect character. She gets a little snippy at times with people, and uh, she has these funny little grumpy sayings on occasion, <laughs> uh, especially when the the gander tries to tell her how to spell terrific and kind of doubles all of the letters and she's like I would have to do Saint Vetus's dance in order to spell all of that which I don't even know what that means but it was it was funny and her little ways of like saying things in Latin and 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 then there's also that part of like she's kind of a jerk at the end where she knows that she's dying and just kind of doesn't mention it to Wilbur until she's practically dead Oh my word, that one triggered me a little bit, but the, uh, but I think that's what makes it so beautiful is that she is a beautiful friend. And even though she's not a perfect character, right? Like she could have kept her patience in every situation. She could have only had a very beautiful and mellifluous voice at all times, but instead She's just like a very real and recognizable character and, and yet is also just so lovely in, in her own way. And so I wanted to actually read the end of this book. It usually makes me cry because (laughs) that's just how the ending goes. It's so lovely. Uh, But I think I also just view this as one of the most beautiful endings in all of literature. And there's a level of just wanting to do a hat tip to E.B. White for his amazing ability to craft this story. So it says, Wilbur never forgot Charlotte. Although he loved her children and grandchildren dearly, none of the new spiders ever quite took her place in his heart. She was in a class by herself. It is not often that someone comes along who is a true friend and a good writer. Charlotte was both. The end. Oh, so Jesus, there is something even in this just ending that is so tender. (laughs) Lord, that sense of like, here's Wilbur who continues on and because of Charlotte's efforts gets to live a long life for a pig. And that's beautiful. Charlotte fulfilled the purpose that she had and that her descendants came and befriended Wilbur year after year. And yet, Lord, there is also the reality that when you have a good friend who goes, that that 
space may never actually be filled again. And the reality is like, it, it won't be filled again. Like each person is unique, but that sense of both the gratitude for the descendants who did stay to befriend Wilbur, but the, the reality of saying, but that one relationship was so beautiful. And so Lord, I ask that as we go through this world, Lord, I think about the different griefs that we deal with at times. Lord, I think about um, a woman I knew who just had a dog that was so precious to her. And when the dog died, there was that sense of like, I realize that you might think that this is weird, that I'm this broken up about the dog, but the dog was really, really important. (laughs) And then Lord, we recognize that there is grief over children loss. There's grief over spouse loss and parent loss. Lord, there's grief over friend loss. And that isn't always just by death. That could be by changing circumstances or moving. And so, Lord, I'm asking that in the places of these, these griefs, these losses, Lord, that we would be able to both uh, process through the mourning. Lord, it's fascinating to me that Jesus, you said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the word you used means you are in your happy place. Like you are in your happy place when you're mourning. And that seems like a total backward statement to me. Like, no, I think you're not in your happy place when you're mourning. And yet, Lord, there's something about that truth of saying you walk through it in order to be comforted. And so, Lord, I'm asking for these places that are just mournful, where we're sad, Lord, and I think about how it's so precious that you that we mourn over things, we mourn over losses when none of us are perfect, right? Like it's, we're not grieving over perfection, but we're grieving over what we have that we no longer have. So Lord, I'm asking for your grace in those moments. I'm asking for your grace in the midst of the sorrow. I thank you for it, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.